My name is Ed Akira, and I'm the producer of the short film documentary, a film called Blacks Can't Swim. The aim of the film is to understand why a disproportionate amount of black people and ethnic minorities can't and don't swim. On my journey to find the truth, I have the pleasure of speaking with a highly regarded club DJ, radio broadcaster, media PR strategist, and event promoter playing R&B, soul, disco, funk, and hip-hop, all the genres close to my heart, aka Brinks, aka Reggie Spinner, DJ Reggie Styles. welcome to In The Deep End with Ed Akira. How you doing, sir? Wow, that's taking it back, all my previous uh, DJ <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Is there anything I left out? Yeah, that's fine for now, mate. <laughs> so, swimming. Do you swim? Yep. Can you swim? Yeah, I, I, I learned swimming at a very early age. Yeah, I do. So, so what's your story? Right, so um, I began swimming because my mum um, got me to start swimming at about the age of five, six. Now, my earliest memory is, for some reason, I used to do swimming lessons at this um, pool. I think it was called Queen's Swimming Centre in Victoria. Now, I lived in Clapham at the time, and I was raised in Clapham. So how we managed to um, go swimming lessons down there, I'm not sure, but my mum probably obviously wanted the best for me. So that's how I began um, my swimming. And I can remember my first ever 10 metres, which was incredible. And um, achieving that at the first time um, um, was, was a good thing. So, so obviously, to, to your mum, it was very important. Yeah, my mum's a really amazing woman. I mean, she literally, she encouraged me from a very early age to do anything I wanted to do. So whether it was swimming, whether it was cricket, um, I used to be very um, uh, sport-orientated. And there was no excuse. If I needed a cricket bat, my mum would get me a cricket bat. If I needed a tennis racket, my mum, I remember going to Lily White's on a, a few occasions and my mum being so supportive and getting me everything. And in regards to swimming, it was just a natural thing that, that um, I thought, you know, everybody did. But also I had the privilege of going to a grammar school where, where it was a grammar school then um, when I attended, which was um, Archbishop Tennyson. And part of the um, curriculum at school was actually swimming as well. And we used to um, go to... The Shell Centre. Now, the Shell Centre is based in Southbank, which is a um, uh, underneath there. I don't know if you're familiar with London, but in the centre of London near Waterloo, um, there's a big building where Shell, the oil company, have got their building. Yep, I know it very well. The ethics would work out now, but, but underneath there, they've got a full-length Olympic-sized swimming pool, boards and everything. And um, as part of our school, we used to use that as, for our swimming um, lessons and that's where we used to go to do swimming with our school which was you know I, I look back on it now and I think how lucky I was um, to be able to attend a school that had all these facilities available to us at the time. Your family um, does everyone in the family immediate family um, do they all swim? Apart from my parents like my mum and my aunties they don't really now but yes when they grew up Obviously, they grew up in Sierra Leone. I mean, I was born in Sierra Leone myself, but um, they grew up in Sierra Leone and they used to obviously swim in the sea. So, you know, they had the benefit of going to the beach and doing swimming and stuff like that. But for me personally, um, my cousins, 
open air water survival um, uh, swimming badge as well. So you know, the, it basically enables you to be able to swim in the sea and be able to survive in the outdoors. So I was very lucky that I was um, able to experience all these various things, which I thought were just a given at the time, but didn't realise how difficult it was for people to be able to um, find places to swim. So, so, so your 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 friends, your black friends, do they all swim? I think I think we need to exchange friends because most of mine don't. Yeah, I think it's well. Obviously, your friends grow from your area that you grew up in, and I suppose we had a lot of facilities. And also, on top of that, you know, we came. I, I was fortunate enough to grow in the era of youth clubs, so we had local youth clubs, a local adventure um, club as well, um, where I grew up in Clapham. That we used to go in the summer holidays, and one of, some of those things were going swimming and quite a few of my friends enjoyed swimming as well at the same time so you know we used to all go swimming and i remember us having fun when the tide uh tidal wave machine would come on and you know we experienced and having chips afterwards from the local chippy so you know i grew up in an area where it wasn't what you would call very rich but we had the facilities because people like the gla existed then like the greater london authority so we were able to swim for free. A lot of people use cost as a reason as to not learning how to swim. I think in a modern day, yes, it is quite expensive because you've got to become a member of a um, local gym. I think a lot of these centres that you have nowadays, I mean, you've got different levels. Obviously, you've got the high-end, um, you know, David Lloyd type uh, places where, you, where you're able to swim. And then you've got your, um, you know, what you call lesser uh, known pools who yes it does cost money because it's the grants that are not available anymore and uh, you know I think as if you're growing up in a single parent household or if you're growing up in you know in a household where parents are just not able to um, uh, use swimming as a priority for you to pay for I think it is quite expensive now but I think there are quite a few schemes that do encourage people to swim I think with the black community it's finding these schemes that enable us to be able to take advantage of them because they do exist. But sadly, because I think a lot of parents are very much their time is taken up trying to find the daily bread, it's very difficult to be able to find all these um, extracurricular activities unless your parents grow up in a peer group where um, a lot of the other parents do swim and um are able to find um, these various centres and schemes that enable you to be able to swim for little or next to nothing. I speak to a lot of ladies and, and, and the hair, a lot of black ladies <laughs> use the hair as an excuse. I, I interviewed Alice Darren, who is the only black swimmer in Team GB. Mm -hmm. And she did a whole article for the BBC on hair and the reason why a lot of black women don't swim. Just remember, we grow in a in a society now where um, the way you look seems to define who you are. So people tend to not do things that are going to affect um, uh, uh, the way that they look and uh, give them a hard time. I mean, I sympathise with black women when it comes to their hair because you know people do get a lot of um, black women do get a lot of stick in regards to their hair unfairly. Um, but 
you grow up with around black women, all my all my family are women, so I kind of like have a better understanding of how the relationship of hair and how important it is to that person's personality and how they feel. And um, you know, in regards to swimming, it is an, a, a bit of a chore to be able to um, go out swimming and then also deal with your hair issues as well. And I think it's kind of like, it is psychological, and you're right, yeah, it should be the last thing on earth that you should worry about in regards to being able to swim, because like you said, it is definitely an important skill that you need to have. But in another sense, I do understand the um, challenges that black women face when it comes to their hair. Um, and, you know, it's not as easy to um, be able to maintain and look after your hair um, as maybe other uh, um, people from different backgrounds um, are able to, because sometimes the products are not available, and also it's more the time, really. Yeah, it's a short, um, it surely is. For them to maintain their hair, which I understand that, but it's not an excuse. I mean, you've got skull caps, you've got um, some excellent swimming caps nowadays, which um, enable you to be able to. Uh, go swimming without affecting your hair at all and it is funny because you go on holiday and you do see black women um, on holiday uh, who don't even put their head under the water they're more kind of like uh, treading water or just um, lounging in swimming pools more than actually swimming laps so from the media the government the education do you think they have a duty because it's it's common knowledge that a disproportionate amount of black and ethnic minorities don't swim. We um, Africa and Asia has the highest drowning rates. I was speaking with Swim England, and they are they are aware of of the issue with us not swimming. Mm. Um, do you think they do you think the government, the education, the media have a duty towards this? I think I think the governments in all countries have. Uh, a duty to be able to um, uh, promote and um, support something which is definitely going to save lives. It's just sadly, as we know, in a lot of African countries, especially those who are suffering from um, uh, um, post-colonisation and corruption and various other things, I think, you know, running a government campaign um, and getting money out of the government to be able to spend for people to... Um, um, do swimming in a lot of the African countries, but it's the least thing that they're actually thinking about. You know, most people, as you know, live hand to mouth in a lot of areas. As much as there are some great enriched um, affluent parts of Ghana, there are some great um, affluent rich parts of Nigeria, Sierra Leone, and various other African countries. Sadly, uh, comes with that the um, um, poor side of it, and um, you know. It's always a hand-to-mouth existence, and you know there isn't. There, I know that there are various charities and NGOs that exist, um, and organisations that help to um, do this and take up that slack. And I think a lot of governments are definitely, especially in African countries, are guilty of just leaving um, things like this to these organisations and charities to take up the slack with. Um, here in the UK, I think. Um, there definitely has to be a lot more focus. Um, I think it's something that um, we definitely need to do more. But I still say, if it's black people we want to get swimming, us as black people need to come together and actually
and hence the reason why we, um, we are campaigning with the Blacks Can Swim and um, there's other various organizations like Swim Dem that are doing a great thing. Now, I think, I think the more we talk about it, the more, um, like, for, for instance, people like yourself talk about it, the more people are going to start hearing about it and thinking, this is something I need to do from a, you know, from a life skill perspective. So hopefully this is the beginning of the end of um, the disproportion of black um, and Asians and ethnic minorities not swimming. It, it, it might not be totally eradicated in our lifetime, but for our children, we started the ball rolling, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, um, obviously, when it comes to the black community, our hierarchy of needs uh, has changed somewhat. And we do have a lot more people who are a lot more wealthier, who are able to support charity and organisations. Um, sadly, that's not, you know, until you asked me to actually um, uh, come on board and actually do this interview. I really, swimming in the black community wasn't an issue that I thought was an issue. And it's only when I sat back and I thought, well, do you know what? He's actually right. <laughs> you know, and what you're doing is a great thing, which is highlighting this. And it's something that I would definitely um, take the baton on and um, spread the word via my radio show and, you know, point people in your direction um, to find out more information about how they can um, improve the swimming and, um, and, and also improve the awareness within the black community about swimming. And, and, and on, on that note, I, I, I'll be expecting an invite to your show as well. <laughs> Actually, no problem. I, I thought I'd just slip I that just, one in there. <laughs> that stupidness. I don't really... <laughs> I don't really say anything uh, uh, um, uh, political or I don't really say that much which I should be doing more of and yeah. you're absolutely right having somebody like you on there will actually bring some respectability to my radio show and, oh, thank you very much <laughs> and um, yeah and it's like representation we need role models that's why I'm speaking with people like yourself because people look up to you, and, if, and, and so when they hear that you're talking about it, they might say, like, mm, "Okay." And it's the, the community, the, the younger generation, and here's the reason why we need role models um, to get the message out there. And so, so, what have you been up to? What have you been up to, and what's your plans for the future? Uh, at the moment, still um, uh, doing a lot of music marketing. I've currently just entered after how many years decided to do a bit of um, management of an artist. Um, I'm trying to raise um, some awareness also um, about obviously various different um, um, things which happen in the music industry. Um, DJing and just basically trying to grow my um, various um, companies and interests. Um, I've got a label which I've set up called Afrobull Music which is um, designed to hopefully highlight um, a lot of um, music and uh, kind of like fusion of house and African music. I've also got um, a company called Sierra Connect Entertainment, which helps Sierra Leonean artists, which um, I launched with my cousin, um, and that's doing not too bad. We've got quite a few Sierra Leonean, because, you know, Ghanaian and Nigerian artists are uh, taking all the limelight. That's right, yeah, because I'm Ghanaian, so... Um, um... <laughs> well, exactly, so I, I sat down with my cousin and said, you know what? What's happening? Where's the Sierra Leonean representation? So we're current, you know, we've had this thing called Sierra Connect Entertainment that we've been um, uh, running. 
and it's doing pretty well um, at the moment. And we're just helping a lot of student learning artists to um, to realise their dream. I mean, obviously, in the long term, I have a few plans, which I hope, um, if I'm able to make enough money, to be able to reinvest into things such as, uh, you know, uh, things like helping people to be able to swim and, you know, good causes and things like that. And that's something that I would definitely love to be able to do. But for now, obviously, I can lend my voice and, as you say, maybe use some of my influence, um, as little as it may be, to help encourage other people to um, know more about some of our social issues that we don't really talk about. So, you know, I'm really um, glad to be part of your podcast and also part of being, you know, uh, being part of your campaign and what you're trying to do. Well, and, I, and I'm, I'm really glad to have what you call your offer to be on there because, I'm, like I say, your voice, your voice speaks louder than mine at whatever age. So the more people we get, we have to speak. Got a voice. At the end of the day, yeah. I very rarely do interviews. I very rarely get involved in anything. But I think something like this is worthwhile getting involved in. It's not just about the norm. And, you know, I always like to swim against the tide, excuse the pun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, getting involved in helping to highlight what you're doing is something that uh, is really different, really. You know, it's not your run-of-the-mill, come and talk about this person or that person, come and talk about knife crime, come and talk about various other issues. I always shy away from that because, number one, there's enough people doing it. And number two, if you don't have the solution for something, it's kind of difficult to just go on and just rant on about the problem. What's the point in doing that? Yeah. You might, you know, if you've got a solution for something, uh, and you've got an idea of how it can be done better, then yeah, it's worthwhile um, speaking on those issues. And, and, and with this one, we have a solution. Just learn to swim. It's exactly. yeah, yeah, I'm doing it, and I, you know, yeah. I, yeah, so if I can do it, anyone else can do it. Thank you very, 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 very much for your for your time. Keep on doing the great work. Your involvement in this is an honour to have. Oh, likewise. So. I mean, you're doing some great stuff, and I wish you all the best for that with your campaign. I'll definitely be supporting, um, and I'll uh, do my best to try and highlight, um, you know, getting people into swimming in as many areas as I can and where I'm, where possible. DJ Registiles, thank you very much. No worries. Thank you very much.